Well, hey there. Hey, hey, long time no talk. I know. I know. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know, just really ready to head out of town. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, like, are you the type? I think most females are, but I don't want to assume. Before you go out of town, you have to clean your house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything has to be done. Yeah, yeah I don't like to leave. A dir- I, I, it's weird, but I don't like to leave a dirty house when I go on vacation because I don't want to come home to a dirty house. Well, there's that. And then the really morbid part of me is like, if I die, uh, I, don't want, <laughs> I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, she is like a slob, you know. Gotten- She's a hoarder. I know. And I'm not at all. Like my house is clean, but I've never still. been to your house where it was even like one thing out yeah, of place. I know. I know. I No, it's not. Don't look closely. <laughs> um, it's, it's presentable at all times, but still. It's like, you know, if I die, I don't want people to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that should talk about that before we're getting ready to go out of town. I'm going to have to do a post on that. Like, take a poll of how many people do you have to leave with a clean house? I'd be curious to know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure for women, I'm sure it's going to be the majority. Well, and you know, that's because we're the ones that have to do it all when we get home. And uh-huh. I, mean, I, have a, I have a wonderful husband, too. But, you know, it's just. That's just the roles we play, right? It's yeah. How it goes, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it, my husband's like, well, we could just clean it when we get back. But I'm like, no, by we, want, you mean yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I, he's really good about helping out. But yeah, it's just, I'm like, no, I don't want to clean it when I get back. I want it to be clean. Like, we get ready for a party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we need a clean house. He's like, why? Yeah. It's just going to get dirty. And I'm like, I'm not uh, having no. people over in a dirty right? house. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm uh, sorry. Like, we'll clean it before and we'll clean it after. Ex- exactly. And exactly. hopefully because we cleaned it before, we won't, it won't be as bad. Mm-hmm. But, and I, um, I was dumb and did not. So we're driving back Sunday morning, like at the butt crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. I am so dumb. I should have taken Monday off, <laughs> but I didn't. I've got a full day. Just, oh. oh my goodness. I'm like, we have to drive straight through. There is no stopping because I've got Whoa. a full day. Yeah. yeah that, was dumb. that was dumb. So, oh, well, Ooh, okay. yeah. I, I've already warned my clients. I'm like, if you see me walking around with a, with a caffeine drip on an IV pole, like, yeah, just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> So I want to jump in today and talk about exercising when you have an injury or you've got some pain or maybe some imbalances. Um, This is something you and I both see and because Mm -hmm. of your, uh, your focus in Pilates and my focus in corrective exercise, this is not something that just a typical trainer like at a big box gym would would know how to navigate right right? um so I wanted to talk about that a little bit and and how you can correct some of these things or why you should correct those things versus just powering through or ignoring it right um you know as we get older things get harder we don't heal as fast um and a lot of us have desk jobs, so we're more prone to 
upper cross syndrome, which means our shoulders are rounded. We've got really crappy posture. We've probably got some low back pain. Um, and it just, it compounds over the years, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you were avid in sports when you were in high school and college and then, you know, life, career, family, all that happens. And you've still got some old injuries, but you're getting back in the gym and things are flaring up. And I see that with clients all the time. I'm sure you do too. They've got some old injuries and thing aches and pains that they didn't used to have. Um, so one of the first things that I always ask my clients if they're experiencing some, some issues is, well, is it painful or is it burning from you working it out? Um, some people don't realize the difference. They'll say, Oh my gosh, it hurts. It hurts. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you injured? Or is it just like, Oh my gosh, my, my quads are tight from squatting. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my butt's on fire from squatting. Okay. That's not pain. That's just your muscles actually working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it's important that you recognize the difference. If you've got a true sensation of pain or an injury, that's something that we need to pull back and look at. I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, okay, I need you to remember what I'm about to tell you. Burning good, pinching bad. Right, right. And that's pinching can mean nerves. Yeah. Well, pinching, yeah. piercing, like right. sharp stabbing. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's burning, that's just the muscles working. Right. But if it's and like a sharp, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, and if it's like a sharp pain or a pinching feeling, okay, there's an issue there that we need right. to address. Exactly. Exactly. So it's important to recognize the difference there. Um, I've seen that a lot with my younger clients when, when I've had teens through the years, they, they just don't know. They just think, oh, it hurts, right? They haven't really had any injuries, or thank goodness, yet. So th- it's important that you do learn the difference between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do have that pain, that piercing, stabbing sensation, whatever, we need to figure out why. Yes. It's, it's so important to figure out why and not just push through it. Either, okay, so push through. Or I've had many clients over the years that they're, they'll say, well, my previous trainer said, since that hurt my knees, we just wouldn't do it any time yeah. with other exercises. And, you know, that used to really irritate me. I mean, truth be told, it still does. Um, but that trainer just, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, Which and- is good that he didn't try to force them to do right, something. Right. So he gets points for that. However, this is where there's extra education comes in place that helps us realize, okay, wait a minute. They should not be having pain when they lunge or squat. Let's figure out what's going on. Right. So it's really important that you get to the root of the problem. Why is there pain? Is it simply because you've got some excess weight on your joints that Mm -hmm. that can definitely cause some pain. Right. So that's important to look at. Um, Did this pain come on with weight gain? Or have you always had this pain, right? So it's important to kind of dissect that. Um, a lot of a lot of my clients that have said, "Oh, uh, my doctor told me just not to squat, not to lunge because it hurts my knees," and I just kind of laugh and say, "Okay, well, we're going to do it anyway, <laughs> um, and we're going to figure out why it hurts, right? And then we're going to fix it." Usually, it's just from lack of use and mm-hmm. lack of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, there has only been like one or two of my, my clients over the years that have had legitimate injuries that have prevented them from doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we go through increasing mobility and strength, 
lo and behold, that knee pain is gone. Um, same thing with low back. If we strengthen the lower back, mm-hmm. strengthen all of the back, honestly, um, that pain goes away. So it's really important that you don't just not do something because, I mean, obviously you don't want to do something if it hurts, but you want to figure out why is it hurting you in the first place? Right. Um, and if it's an, if it's a pain from an injury that you had and you had it, uh, surgically repaired, did you go to rehab after, did you do your PT? Did you follow through with it? Um, well, sometimes it's not even so much that did they do the PT is that they got released from PT and they didn't, they weren't either, they weren't ready or, you know, the insurance wouldn't pay for it or the PT gave them exercises basically like, Hey, you can do this on your own at home. And they never did that. And you know what? Honestly, I can't completely blame them to a point because some of that is very, you you have to know Yes. They give you these exercises to do, how do you know if you're actually doing them correctly? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't know anything. I mean, you, you didn't go to school to learn form and right. like how to strengthen those muscles and how to isolate mm-hmm. and how to, you know, contract and like the concentric and eccentric phase of, a, you know, it's just, it's hard. <laughs> it It is. It is. And yeah, I was, I was headed down that path. Oh, I'm sorry. Here no, goes. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, no, it's fine. And I mean, I, I appreciate your, your interjection and you can definitely speak to the rehab portion of things more than I can, um, given your, your history. So no, you're a perfect person to, to interject. Um, well, cause like when I, I, so I worked at a physical therapy clinic for years as a physical mm-hmm. therapy technician and I worked in the hospital for years as a physical therapy technician. So I got to see I mean, we dealt with geriatric patients. We dealt with pediatric patients. We, I mean, we dealt with so many different patients. And, of course, many of them I only actually saw in the clinic or the hospital. But many of them I saw come back mm-hmm. because of their issues. Mm-hmm. So when I speak to it, it's not necessarily my Pilates part. It's my actual physical therapy part that's speaking out from my experience and what I've seen. And I've had quite a few clients come from PT and I think where part of the issue is yes, you know, insurance stop paying or they get bored or they don't know what to do on their own or, you know, um, or some people think they're fine and they don't need it. Well, and that's the thing. I think PT is there to get you back to where you were, Mm -hmm. right. Or Mm -hmm. as close to as possible. To get functional. Right, to be functional. But that's that's where the problem is. Mm -hmm. You've got to work to strengthen that area so it doesn't happen again. Otherwise, you've yeah, you've surgically repaired it, whatever. You got back to the way you were, but you're gonna wind up there again if you don't do something to prevent it. And how did you and you know, you that injury that you had, it may not have happened if you were in better shape. To begin mm-hmm. with. And not necessarily like you could have been an athlete and got injured. And I'm not saying right, right, shape right. Is, but you may have been overtraining some areas and not training other areas enough. And it made you more susceptible to that injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, your doggy is not happy. I know. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to do a podcast. Be quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>, be quiet. <laughs> hey, that's real life. That's right. Um, so yeah, obviously proper rehab and then proper strengthening. So if you're, if that's the, the position you're in, ask your PT for someone, you know, to help you strengthen that mm-hmm. after the fact, what are some exercises you can do to rehab that? And I could go down that rabbit hole, but depending on what your injury is, I'm not going to just spout off exercises without knowing what Absolutely. your specific injury is, right? <laughs> Nobody's going to know what I'm talking about anyway, over, over a podcast. Um, and a lot of the times it's best to do depending again, it depends on the injury, but a lot of times it's best to do like unilateral training where you're, mm-hmm. you know, just training one side of the body at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a great point too. It could, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. I, I <laughs> caught whatever you had last podcast. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will have just, I feel like one, most of us have one side that's stronger than the other. Oh, yeah, for anyway, sure. Right. That, that's pretty common, but if there's a noticeable difference, so let's say you did have an injury. Um, let's say you broke your left wrist, right. And you've rehabbed, you're, you're back in the gym, but, but that left side is just like crazy weaker than the right. Um, you can't do as many bicep curls, overhead presses, you know, bench press, whatever it's, it's, it's really struggling. So that's where that unilateral work would really come into play. And if you've got that really big discrepancy, an easy way to work, well, I don't want to say easy the best way to correct that imbalance is to do that unilateral training. And let's say, okay, we're back to our, our wrists, right? Left side's considerably weaker than the right. So instead of having a barbell and doing, you know, 10 curls and then resting, you want to start with that weaker side first is do, do as many as you can with the appropriate weight. And let's say you can only get to 10 on that left side and you can get to 10 on the right side. But if you continue doing that, you're just going to continue strengthening that right side stronger than the left side. The left side's never going to catch up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what you want to do is if you can only get to eight on the left side, then you only get to eight on the right side. Right. Even though you can do more, don't. Otherwise, you're never going to catch up with each other. Right. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and, and you can do that, you know, for single leg leg exercises or rows on your back or overhead press, whatever. Just think can I do this with a dumbbell or can I do this one legged or one arm or one hand Yeah, uh, to help bring that discrepancy up? And we do a lot of, especially with Pilates, I do a lot of unilateral training because mm-hmm. we're focusing on mobility. We're focusing on balance. I mean, of course we're focusing on core strength, but we'll mm-hmm. do like a lot of standing like lateral leg lifts. Um, mm-hmm. We'll do a lot of quad pad type, um, exercises. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really important because you, you need your body to be even, you mm-hmm. need your body to have balance. Now, yep. I don't think you, most people will never have identical sides. I mean, I've it's been rare. This for years and I don't, and I don't <laughs> yeah, think I, I ever don't will. Um, but you want to get it as close as you can. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's really sure. important because when you're off, it throws so many things off and it, it, that's what causes, um, pain, mm-hmm. you know, just day to day pain, uh, pressure it can mm-hmm. cause. Um, so a client I had, um, 
and I may have talked about it in past podcasts, but one of her legs was longer than the other. And mm-hmm. so it was causing a lot of pressure, like in her, um, her hip and leg area and in her lower back because, um, you know, her, if she was off. So mm-hmm. we figured that out. It took a while, um, but we figured it out. And once we got like, they have little inserts you can put in shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only really ever bothered her. Um, cause she was also a runner. Mm. So it, you know, mostly bothered her when she was working out. And when, after she did that, you know, it, it kind of evened out the issues, mm. but yeah. it definitely made it to where one side was stronger than the other. And she had a lot more um, pain and pressure in one side, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Caused all kinds of problems. So, For sure. Um, The other thing I see is if somebody's got some pain or they're pushing through and their form is is just utter garbage. Oh. Oh, it makes me cringe. (laughs) Number one, don't force it. If your mm-hmm. form is crap, and sometimes you don't know your form is crap. That's the crappy part. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't know because nobody's ever told them. Or they all they do is take these big, like, Zumba or boot camp classes. And so they don't have that one-on-one attention for somebody to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it feels funky to you, you need, it's best to find somebody to help you out to critique your form because otherwise what you're going to do is just reinforce poor movement patterns. And that's not something we want to do. It is worth it to pull back and either not do that extra, you know, figure out another way to do it. If you don't have somebody that can help you help assess your form. Maybe you shorten that range of motion mm-hmm. on whatever it is you're doing until you get stronger and are able to, let's say, go deeper in the lunge or deeper in the squat or further with a bicep curl or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but we've got to figure out where your breakdown is so we can correct it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a okay. huge stickler on form. Like me, to me, me too. form is, and you can ask any one of my clients, like form is everything. I don't care how many you can do mm-hmm. other than the ones you can do in the correct form. Like right. that's, I don't even count the ones you do incorrectly. No, I don't either. Those time I'm be like, that one didn't count. Do it again. No, no. <laughs> because form is everything. I mean, yeah, you could do a push up, and you could do it, you know, full arm, knees up, but if you're doing them crappy, you're not strengthening the right muscles. Right. I mean, it's really no point in doing it, in my opinion, if the form is, is that bad. And another thing, you know, people think, well, I got to go full out to make it, to make it count. Um, even though my form's not great, I'm still going to power through and do it all. No, not true. Um, I would rather see you go in and actually practice your form. To -hmm. me, that is going to be a better workout for you. If you're, truly working on perfecting your form because we will never be perfect, right? Mm -mm. There is no one perfect way to do it um, because everyone's body is so different, but there's nothing wrong with going into the gym or, you know, wherever you work out and simply practicing that exercise to improve your form. Yeah. That is insanely beneficial for people. And I would rather see that than just going through the motion. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and if you're and, just and, if, go ahead. if you're just going through the motion too, and you're not doing the right form, you're not contracting the muscles. I mean, I hate to say, ex, you know, exercise is never a waste. I mean, you're burning calories, but you're not you're not getting to your goals. If you're, you're not getting the benefit you know, of the exercise no, either, and, and you could possibly injure yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's a waste of time. Like if you're not, yeah, gonna, agreed. you could do the exercise, but if you're not doing it correctly, what are you doing? I, I've had, <laughs> I've had several clients like this, but one in particular, she raced through everything uh-huh. and I'm constantly, it was exhausting. I was like, slow down. I'm just going to make you do more like stop. And it did not girlfriend. It did not matter what I did or how much weight I stacked. It, she just speed raced through everything. I'm like, you're not doing anything. And you know what I started doing with my clients <sighs> like that? I started setting a timer. And, Cause it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That minute is never going to get shorter. Right. It doesn't, unless like they need specific, like they need, um, unilateral training or we need to have very specific count. I use a timer because they, Mm. they, it helps them to focus not on how they know it doesn't matter how many they do that minute's Mm -hmm. not going to end any quicker. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. usually it's just a mental thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't do it with all my clients, but there's some that I, and it, it helps relax them. So they're like able to actually focus on doing the exercise right instead of like, okay, one and two and three. And they're just right. pushing through it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. A good rule of thumb. If you can fly through it, you're yeah. not doing a whole lot for yourself. Yeah. Um, so if you're, yeah, if you're just flying through it, you, one, you'll probably, if you're using weights, you probably don't have a, a big enough weight or mm-hmm. your form is not right. And that's why you're right. able to pump out so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're actually focusing on contracting the muscles and creating tension and, um, you know, using a proper breathing, you can't fly through something. Well, and I think that's another, one of the things I want to bring up. Um, so a lot of people don't know what it's like to contract a certain muscle group. And yeah. tr- there are trainers, especially like the newer ones or the ones that aren't um, overly educated, um, mm-hmm. never instruct their clients on how to do that. Mm-hmm. So when you're not contracting the muscle, you're just going through the motion and you're not getting the benefit of the exercise. When you get that contraction, that is the muscles really working. Right. And so it's really important to know, like when they say, okay, you're doing, um, I'm trying to think, a glute bridge. Okay. You're doing a glute bridge. You're on your back. Your weights through your heels. You're slowly lifting your hips up. At the top is when you contract your glutes. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that feels like and you're just going through the motion, well, you're you're not really working the glutes. You're maybe working mm-hmm. like your, your quads more, your hamstrings more, depending mm-hmm. on what you're doing. Um, right. So, and you, as a, a professional or as a trainer, you have to make that relatable as far as what they're supposed to be feeling. Like I tell my clients all the time and I get, to, they laugh at me all the time. My new ones laugh at me all the time for this. I'm like, okay, 
when you get to the top, I want you to contract your glutes. How you know you're doing it? I want you to think about you were walking around somewhere and you had to fart, but you didn't want to let that fart out. You had to keep the <laughs> fart in. Well, mm-hmm. because it made it more relatable, and everybody's done that pretty yeah. much once upon a so No, they, I don't. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would tell them to imagine they had a quarter in between their butt cheeks and not to let that quarter go. But then I realized who puts a quarter exactly, <laughs> exactly. I've got so many questions. I know. So, so I was like, maybe the fart analogy is a little bit more relatable than the quarter. <laughs> but, I could think of another one again, wholly inappropriate. So okay. we won't go there. <laughs> but it works. Like, but yeah, it does. But your trainer or your professional, whoever you're working with needs to put it on a level that you understand and mm-hmm. make it really about see because it's really hard to explain how to contract a muscle or to comprehend what that means mm-hmm. um you know it's kind of like a baby and you're trying to teach them how to talk mm-hmm. like they just have to kind of learn by seeing but you can't see a muscle contraction real easy right you know or they have to yep. learn by hearing or you know there's but it's, I mean, it's not like you could be like, okay, put your hand on my butt and you feel me squeezing my butt. Well, that's right. contraction. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Over a whole slew of problems for you. But um, it's really important to know that whatever muscle you're working, you have to be contracting. And a lot of people don't know when they're doing an exercise, what muscles they're actually benefiting from that exercise. Mm-hmm. And I, you're probably the same. I always try to tell my clients, Hey, we're doing this to work on this. Or, you know, you mentioned you had pain here. This is why we're doing this. Um, I like to tell them Mm -hmm. so, so that I can educate them obviously. Um, but it helps them make that mind muscle connection too. So many of us don't have that. And that's what you've been talking about Mm -hmm. is that, you know, you and I can go up and squat or do a plank or, you know, whatever. And, you know, you tell me, okay, Brianna, I want you to do, I want you to focus uh, more on your quads in this squat, or I want you to make this squat all your butt. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can do that. I I can easily do that. It took a long time to get to that point, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that's something that I strive to teach my clients too. I want them to be able to, to be that connected to their body. Um, Because if you're that connected, it will help you in everything else. Yeah. I mean, and it's so easily, it's so easy for them to get, so, okay, because you brought up squat. So you do a narrow squat, um, mm-hmm. you're, that's going to be more quad focused. Whereas mm-hmm. if you did like a plie squat, that's more mm-hmm. like inner thighs, glutes, focus. Right. And right. so, you know, the average person isn't going to know that. And so mm-hmm. they may go into a squat thinking they're working their glutes Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I'm not feeling it there. Uh, you know, they after, never do. Done the ex- <laughs> after the exercise, because they didn't make that my mind connection, but they weren't even doing the right exercise to strengthen their glutes, you know? Right. So, you know, they should have been focusing on another area. And that's where we as professionals need to educate um, our clients. And that's where a lot of professionals are seriously lacking. You know, and I think part of that is because they're scared if they give away that information, they're not going to have any clients. So the client's not going to come back. <laughs> it, it is because I'm like, no, one, I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, 
I'm not here to be your trainer for the rest of your life. I mean, if you love me that much and you want to be with me, that's fine. You want to pay for it? Fine. But my job as a trainer is to guide you and educate you so that you are confident in continuing on this lifestyle on your own. And whatever I am learning, I am constantly spewing that information out and sharing it because, oh my gosh, if I had learned this back when I started, do you know how much further ahead I would have been? Right. Do you know how much I would have, oh my gosh, I would have loved that to have someone share that knowledge with me. Um, What you do with it is up to you, but I feel it's my job as a trainer and a coach, just like a teacher. I want to teach you those things. Yeah. A, a, a good trainer, professional, or an indie in, in any industry should willingly share their knowledge with you. Well, it's better on you. And a lot of them don't realize it's better on them to educate because it's going to come back tenfold. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to, you know, their clients are going to be like, oh my gosh, I learned so much. I'm able to do this on my own. And they're going to be successful on their own, which turns into a testimonial. Exactly. And that has a potential to bring them more clients. Yes. And that's why I always tell people to come to me and just let me be a resource. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't work together, that's okay. Yeah. Just let's get the right information out there, right? Let's let's help people cut all the BS out and just help them so they can live a healthier lifestyle. Exactly. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't have anything else to add on this one. I don't think. Um, what about you? I mean, I think we've said pretty much everything. It's you have to figure out what the main source of the issue is, what's causing mm-hmm. the pain. And it's not, you know, it could be a weakness. It could be um, another thing that I don't, I can't remember if you touched on it or not, but maybe it's not about strengthening an area. Maybe it's about stretching an area. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mobility. Yeah. yeah. That was something I said in the beginning and I didn't really touch on that. Good point. Um yeah, go ahead. Mobility is huge. And I don't think people realize how huge it is. And I'm going to talk about one that I talk about all the time because it's probably the most common issue that I see is a lot of people suffer from lower back pain and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily tied to their actual back. It's tied to the fact that they're sitting all day in a chair or sitting for long periods of time. They have extremely high, tight hip flexors and that pressure is or that tightness is putting a lot of pressure on their lower back area. So by doing stretches around the hip flexor area, it's actually alleviating a lot of that back pain. Yeah. There, you know what? I think I will share. Did you see that little graphic I shared the other day about the stretching before bed? Oh no, I didn't see that one. I'll share that one. Um, here soon on our Facebook page. They're just really basic stretches to do before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, help kind of de-stress a little bit, but I believe I can't look it up right now, but I think there's some good hip flexor stretches on there. And you know, it's not that you have to do these before bed. These are great to do on a break from work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we just don't stretch enough. No, I tell my clients, you need to spend at least five minutes in the morning or j- just five minutes, five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. First thing when you wake up, first thing or right before you go to bed, you need to do that on these areas and it will change your world. And it does. It does. Yeah. 
when we podcast most of the time, I'm usually sitting here in like a 90, 90 stretch, um, stretching my hips out a little bit. And, oh my gosh, I remember when I first started doing this stretch, it hurt so bad. Oh my God, my hips, my butt would cramp up like immediately. Um, and I couldn't even sit upright and do it. And now I can sit completely upright without assistance. There's no cramping. Um, and that's just from doing it a couple times a day Mm -hmm. and not even for five minutes. It's literally just getting in this position for a second, maybe like a minute and that's it. Um, but it will change your world. And this is coming from someone who does not like to stretch. Like I hate it. Yeah. I I mean, and I don't think anybody's like, Oh my gosh, I love it. I mean, I do, we do a lot of stretching and Pilates and, Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I love about it is is it kind of forces me to, but I don't even realize I'm really doing it because I'm mixing it with the actual exercises. Like it's very fluid. We're going from like exercise to stretch to like, you know, balancing to, you know, all these different uh, transitions. And Mm -hmm. so one of the reasons that now do I still stretch on top of that? Yes, absolutely. Um, especially right. when I'm feeling extra tightness. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to see um, a massage therapist this week because there's, I've got something up in my upper part of my shoulders and back area that I just can't, mm. I can't get to. Can't that, get it. But that's, you know, that's normal. I mean, yeah, I think that people happens. should go, you know, like once every three to six months, they should go to either a massage therapist. Now I'm not talking like a feel good massage. I'm talking like a deep tissue type massage or a chiropractor and just get Mm -hmm. checked out just get worked on a little bit. Um, cause they can get like deep under the skin areas that we Mm -hmm. can, and sometimes you just need somebody to, to kind of put more pressure than you would on yourself. (laughs) Oh, Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But it's really important. And you know, another one, because we're sitting all day or we're on our phones and we're hunched over, you know, we get tightness in our chest and our backs get weak and we need mm-hmm. something to pull our shoulders back, open up our chest. So we need to be stretching that area. We need to be stretching mm-hmm. our shoulders. Yep. So, I mean, and that can cause all, you know, it can cause upper back pain. It can cause, um, you know, weak abdominal muscles, um, so it's really important that you figure out if you're having pain in a certain area, it's not normal. Don't, right. don't go through life thinking, oh, this is normal. I've always felt this way. So right. no, it's not normal to feel pain. Like right. that is not <laughs> normal. Let's figure that out. You yeah. need to figure out what the issue is. Um, and I'm not saying it's always going to be easy. Sometimes you're going to have to probably jump through a ton of hoops to try to figure it out. But Mm -hmm. you would be able to figure it out um, with the right person. And once you do, it's going to be, oh, so worth it. I mean, if if you, you know, you can always reach out to us, of course, or if you have a trainer that you trust, um, which I feel like if you have one that you trust and you're having issues, they should have been able to figure that out by now. But (laughs) yeah. or, you know, go see a chiropractor or um, some some massage therapists are – some really good ones can help you figure out what the issue is. Um, yeah. Or, you know, a physical therapist. Um, 
but go see, go see somebody, a specialist and figure out why you're having these issues. Is it due to weakness? Is it due to tightness? Um, it's pretty much usually one of those two things. Yes, it is. Underactive muscles or overactive Mm -hmm. muscles. Mm -hmm. And it's worth getting to the bottom of, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, for you to be able to be like, wow, I woke up this morning and my back didn't hurt. Like, I had the best sleep of my life. I was able to, you know, lift up my, my child or my grandbaby and I didn't throw my back out. Right. I mean, wouldn't that be so awesome to say? Yep. Instead of, you know, oh, I can't do that. I have back issues or I have knee issues or I can't kneel down on the floor because, you know, I hurt my knee years ago. And, and I mean, that sucks. Like I, I personally would not want to live that kind of life and you shouldn't either. Right. I know. I know. And it's, it's those little things that, you know, I've had clients come to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was able to put my own uh, suitcase in the overhead bin on the plane. I've never been able to do that before. That's you awesome. It's, yeah. It's those, yeah, it's those little things that we don't. That we take for granted. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, if you've got pain or imbalances, it's it's so worth it, especially as we get older to get to the bottom of it um, versus just masking it or skipping, you know, in this case, the exercise for it. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you do have a legitimate injury or a legitimate range yeah, of motion absolutely. From, from an injury or surgery, and it's never going to be a hundred percent again. Right. But you can still strengthen it to the best of, of your ability, um, within that range of motion. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be babying it for the rest of your life now. Right. If you and you just, shouldn't skip it. <laughs> no, if you just had surgery, of course, you're going to have limitations on what you should and shouldn't be doing. And you should right. follow that. But if it's been right. years. Um, right. and your doctor has not given you any limitations and you're constantly in pain, that's something that you need to address like right away. Absolutely. 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 All right, my dear. Well, I appreciate your input. Yes. Such a this. great talk. So much good yeah. information. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones. I, I just love helping people feel better. Yes. You know? Well, that's why we do what we do, right? I know, right? <laughs> Amen to that. Well, it's very rewarding to know it is for someone to tell you, hey, I was able to, you know, put my suitcase in an overhead bin and know that you helped them to do that. Mm-hmm. There's just, I, I mean, know. an amazing feeling. Like when my clients tell me their success stories, you know, after we've been working together, I had one tell me the other day, she's like, we, you know, I, since I've been, she's one of my fit camp girls and she was three weeks in and she had already lost six pounds wow that's great yeah and six pounds in three weeks that's perfect oh my gosh yeah that's like right on track but she's like I feel better I have more energy in the mornings um she you know she was just so it it was a proud moment for her and for that it was a proud moment for me Mm -hmm. you know so whenever I hear one of my clients or one of my, you know, students is, you know, getting closer towards their goals or excelling or doing things that they haven't done or felt in a long time. That just mm-hmm. makes me so happy. And that's why I do this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
we're like proud mama bears yes yes I was I was and I even told her I'm like, oh you made me I was like my proud mommy moment today I know it, it really is it's like when your toddler you know learn or your kiddo learns to tie their shoes or poops on the potty for yeah. the first time like, oh my God, yeah. yeah yep we get just as excited I always tell my clients I'm like please text me those little things during the week and they're like well I don't want to bug you I'm like no no it's yeah. never bugging me I'm I want to celebrate with you it's so exciting yeah it is exciting I mean mm-hmm. they've made you know huge strides and that should be celebrated in the you know biggest way possible absolutely because this stuff is not easy Mm-mm. it's it's so much easier to not do the work Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's days where I don't want to do the work, Mm-mm. you know, and this is what I do for a living, but yeah. yeah, no, it should be celebrated. So, all right, girlfriend, will you go enjoy the rest of your day? You too. And enjoy and... your trip. Yes. I'm so excited <laughs> and we will catch up soon. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time. Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life.